0: Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger.
1: My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure the stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Now
0: it's time for Walker Retail Ranger.
1: go for walker yes is this walker retail ranger yes ma'am it is how can i help you well you would ask for some feedback and i figured i might give you some oh that'd be awesome what you got well i figured since you were the retail ranger maybe you should talk about retail some more oh my goodness that's a great idea maybe we'll call it the retail roundup where we'll give you the top stories that you might have in last week what a great idea! I'll be sure to subscribe. I'll be number twenty-three. Thanks, ma'am. Have a great day. All right, everybody, welcome to episode sixty-four of the Retail Ranger podcast, featuring Walker and Chef Liz. It is Sunday, March fifth, twenty twenty. What are you not a chef? No. All right, you are to me, and you always will be. Uh-huh. So, uh, hey, the holiday's for today. Well, you know what? Let's let's address the elephant in the room. I had asked for some feedback. Um, <laughs> I was having a pity party, and I got a lot of great feedback from a lot of fans out there. Friends, family, and a couple fans. Uh, Pretty much, shut up and keep doing your thing. (laughs) So, and they're right, and you had said to me before, you know, I said I wanted to do this as a hobby, and I didn't want to get all butt hurt if the statistics weren't there. So I haven't been looking at statistics, and I'm not going to. We're going to do what what our fans want and what we want to do. And let's just talk about retail. What do you think? That's what I'm talking right about. Right thing to do. So the holidays for today, not a lot going on, thank goodness, because we got a packed show today, but it is National Absinthe Day, and no, that doesn't mean you missed work. It's absinthe, the drink. Do you remember that? There's like some kind of alcohol that, like, if you drink it enough, you go blind or something. Yeah, it's bakery. like illegal. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's legal here now. I don't know, but it's a... It's National Absinthe Day here. So wow, that's good. It's also National Namesake Day. Do you know why you were named what you were named?
0: Well, my middle name is after my mom and my grandma.
1: Okay, so that's your namesake. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm not going to reveal <laughs> mine. Uh, Retail Ranger. Well, actually, I talked about that before, how I was dubbed that by a phenomenal store manager that I worked with in the past that kind of molded me into the geek that I am today. So <laughs> that's, that's that was my namesake. Uh, here's one that's near and dear to my heart, and it's kind of controversial. National Cheese Doodle Day. <laughs> Why is that controversial? Yeah. Because there's two types of people. You either eat the puff cheese puffs or well, the, the little crunchy. crunchies. What do you prefer? Crunchy. I'm a puff. I know you are. But what am I? <laughs> Isn't that funny? It is funny. Why do you think you, there's a difference there?
0: I don't know. I mean, I like the regular cheese doodles. Yeah. But I, I like that crunch.
1: I mean, I like the crunch too, but I prefer the puff. And we we've been married all these years, so it's okay. Um, it's also fun facts about names day. Do you want you want a fun fact about mine? Sure. Backwards, it's Samaj. Fun fact. <laughs> all right, thank okay. you. Okay. All right. Uh, that's really it for the holidays. So, uh, what's cooking there, Liz? What'd you make last week?
0: Well, actually, there's a recipe that two people have told me about that my initial reaction was Ugh. right. And I was watching the Food Network the other day, and they were actually doing it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. So it's called Mississippi Pot Roast. And I'm sure a lot of people have made this. I just, it didn't sound appetizing Some to me. of the ingredients were a little funky. a so little it, a little weird. Yeah. So I decided to try it. Um, and it was like the recipe called for a three to four pound beef roast of yeah. any kind. Um, chuck roast, I think, is probably the best for something like that. That's my like jam, that. yep. And a stick of butter. This is all going in a crock pot. Okay. A stick of butter, a pack of au jus gravy mix. Bless you. <laughs> a pack of Hidden Valley Ranch um, dressing, mm-hmm. the powder stuff. Um, pepperoncinis. Which now, is weird. Now, I put the whole jar, the juice and all in there.
1: Pepperoncinis. And it
0: was a little spicy.
1: Yeah, I, um, I agree.
0: When I went back and read the recipe, uh, the lady on TV she threw the whole thing in there. Um, when I looked at the recipe online, it said some pepperoncini's and a little juice.
1: Oh, and you so, went for the whole shebang. Yeah, so that's it, why I was regretting it the next day. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, you were having issues. It was a rough day. And you can it said salt and pepper, you know, if you like. Right. And next time I would not put the salt in there
1: because the, I think a lot of the ingredients had salt yes. base to it. I know, like the ranch dressing probably did. Yes. The ajou.
0: So um put it in a slow cooker for 8 hours on low.
1: It was amazing.
0: It was freaking amazing. It, it was so
1: good. I mean, it uh, I've talked about heat before, hitting the back of your throat there and whew,
0: And it was it was good. so tender. It's My hard goodness. to make a, you know, a really tender chuck roast. Yeah,
1: and it was a large chuck roast. It was it was. Yeah.
0: So, I was very pleased with that. That was really good. And I did the vegetables on the side cuz I didn't want to mess with the you know, the recipe. It didn't yeah. say anything about putting vegetables in there, so I well, did our You veggies. did those
1: separate, and I think you cooked those in like a beef broth, right? Yeah. And you cooked the potatoes, I think you cut them up into like thick slices, like half inch thick slices or whatever.
0: Yeah. And I used um, dehydrated onions and um, beef broth and butter. Yeah. And just cooked them in the oven like that with foil on They top. were some of the best potatoes. They were. They, they turned were, out really A lot of times
1: if you cook them for like that eight hours in the crock pot, they become kind of mushy. Yeah. And, and they, they really maintain that that Stability and but they had they absorbed a lot of the, the breeze, yeah. That's the beef what rough. was so good. So, we actually had it two nights in a row, was that Yeah, good? because
0: I made it again, it was so good, yeah. I oh, the potatoes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, but the chuck roast was awesome, it was a great recipe,
0: thank you.
1: And plus, the weather has been really funky this year, it was freezing cold, I think, the other and night, and it's gonna it. keep getting cold. And here we are walking around outside with a t shirt today, <laughs> and know. tomorrow we're gonna to need a jacket again. So, um, you know how. The eggs had been going off the chain price-wise. Yeah. Then there was starting to be a little bit of a buzz that the uh, big egg was making big profits, right? mm mm-hmm. well, you know what's weird? The prices started dropping. I guess once the people figured out that there was a little bit on both sides of the um, fence as far as like the weather. Yeah, I'm sure there was an increase in cost, but I think somebody some companies took advantage of that. Yeah. All of a sudden, they started dropping pretty drastically this week. So the apocalypse. Should be over now, <laughs> so that's good. So do you drink champagne?
0: Special occasions.
1: Or do you drink sparkling wine? And do you know the difference?
0: I don't know that I've had... Well, is that like a wine cooler? My
1: understanding is like you can only call champagne if it's from the Champagne region, in <laughs> France, or wherever it is, right? Yeah. Have you heard that? Mm-hmm. And then any any other kind of thing, it's got to be called a sparkling wine if it's not made in Champagne, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. Christopher Walken over Well,
1: there. hot off the press, uh, Keith sent me an article that I want to cover. So we're gonna we're gonna start the retail roundup now. Thanks to that caller for okay. suggesting that we do the retail roundup here. This is off the BBC network. Okay. It's by a, it's about a day ago. Uh, US made cheese can also be called Gruyere a court rules. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Is it Gruyere? Yeah. Just straight up Gruyere?
0: That's how I've heard it.
1: Well, this guy George Wright wrote this article. Um, Apparently now, and and this is why I'm, you'll see why I'm bringing this up here. And it's a great article for this. The name Gruyere can (laughs) now be used to label cheeses from outside of the Gruyere region of Switzerland and France. A U.S. appeals court has ruled.
0: Oh, okay.
1: All right. So we can start making Gruyere from Powhatan. (laughs) Check this out. The Virginia court upheld a ruling stating that the U.S. does not have the same strict rules as Europe on the designation of origin for foods. So, we can do what we want, right? It agreed that Gruyere can legally be used to describe cheese regardless of where it was made. The decision is seen as a victory for U.S. dairy groups. So right now, U.S. dairy groups are celebrating, right? Well,
0: I'm glad they took all that time and energy to... Come up but well, that. that's what
1: i'm saying <laughs> so this last part here. cheese regardless of its location of production has been labeled and sold as gruyere in america for decades the richmond virginia-based fourth u.s circuit court of appeals ruled on friday wow
0: are, are not there other issues I, out there i think we have bigger issues it seems like the world's cheese. kind of in a wonky
1: place right now and here we are saying we can call our cheese whatever we want to call it <laughs> we're america na,
0: na, 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 na. right
1: <laughs> uh, this includes cheese from the u.s netherlands germany or austria So I guess they're with us. Come on, guys. We're going to make our... So (laughs) it upheld a ruling made by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, which rejected a claim by two groups representing cheese producers from Switzerland and France for a mark that would restrict the use of Gruyere to cheese from Gruyere itself. (laughs) Uh, The court said the French and Swiss groups cannot overcome what the record makes clear. Cheese consumers in the United States understand Gruyere to refer to a type of cheese, which renders the term generic. Isn't that crazy?
0: That is crazy.
1: Um, But fear not, Switzerland and France or whatever, uh, the group said they will continue to pursue vigorously their efforts to protect the name. All right. This ain't over, kid. This ain't over. Um, So the U.S. Food and Drug Administration does have some standards that need to be met to call cheese Gruyere. It must have, quote-unquote, small holes... And have been aged for at least 90 days. So, so you can
0: call Swiss? Uh,
1: if it's got small holes and it's over 90, I'm going to call it, uh, Yeah, I want some Gruyere. Sir, sure that's not not from here. <laughs> Damn it, I'm American. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that is weird. We have a court of appeals dealing with uh, whether or not we can call cheese Gruyere. All right. <laughs> so here's another interesting uh thing came out of supermarket news by mark hamster february 21 2023 there's a uh, a retailer in america here called high dash v high h y dash and the headline says it all high v ends employee discount citing fraud and the company also pulls the plug on scan and go mobile app so apparently friends and family have been taking advantage of these discounts um they, they suspended it immediately, said it was being used fraudulently. Uh, over the past several months, a significant uptick in the number of users utilizing the employee discount who were not living in the same household or living in other cities was identified. Shame. I know. Uh, the discrepancies found were significant enough to signal a much broader issue that needed to be addressed immediately. Isn't that crazy? They took advantage of it to that point. Um, it was a 10% employee discount. Uh, but they are still they are going to look at it and see if they can revamp the whole thing. Um, the other part was, and this was interesting. <clears throat> so some companies have a scan and go app.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, even our local convenience store here, Sheets, has that, where you can walk through the store, scan stuff with your phone, and just walk right out. Right. I feel weird about that. Yeah,
0: that's kind of bizarre. I,
1: I, I don't know. I, it's something I'm going to have to get over, because I'll use their self-checkout there. But there's just something about weird about picking up merchandise, putting in a bag and walking out of the store. Yes, I know it's on the app, but I don't know. So um, they're also suspending that. Um, the overall use of the service was not significant enough for them to continue to offer it in their stores. And there's been a lot of other companies that are kind of c- cutting back on that kind of thing too. Unfortunately, there's a lot of, um, what do you call?
0: Taking advantage of that Taking honor advantage, yes, honor yeah.
1: kind of like the old system. So, I mean, our store recently got self-checkouts uh, about a couple weeks ago. And customers love it. I love it as an operator because I know I got cashiers there from open to closed. They don't need a break. They don't, whatever. They just, they don't tick off customers. They don't say nothing snappy. (laughs) They're there. So, up in Rhode Island, uh, this was from Progressive Grocer, uh, February 27th. Marion Jaborage, I'd like to see what her namesake was, uh, wrote this little article here. Rhode Island wants to limit self checkouts in grocery stores. The government wants to determine or limit how many self-checkouts a retailer what? can have. Doesn't that seem kind of weird that they're yeah. getting involved with that? Um, among other measures, the bill would require grocers give customers a 10% discount for checking out their own groceries. Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence on that. I mean, I can kind of see that point. Right. But I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, new legislation could limit the number of self-checkouts in their grocery stores up in Rhode Island. Uh, grocers would not allow would not be allowed to have more than eight self-service checkout stations operating at any one time per location. Which I guess, if you really wanted to get around that, you could have 16 registers and only have seven open. That's true. So there's probably a way for us to stick with that. Um, plus, those with self-checkouts must also have a minimum of one staff checkout per self-checkout. Okay. Which that's fair. <clears throat> yeah. Because I know that's one of the complaints that we have locally here. Another retailer. Um, it seems like that's the only option except for one register most of the time. True. And, you know, you got self-checkouts at both ends of the store backed up. Oh, and I know
0: they, what you're talking about. <laughs> and, then, and they got one
1: register down the middle. And, and it's it's like, it's we're a pretty small county here. I mean, mm-hmm. 20,000, 28,000 people. Word gets around pretty quick. Um, now, that's just something. I mean, there there needs to be a balance. I know in our location, we keep regular checkouts open as well. And a lot of people were complaining Oh, they're taking our jobs, all this stuff. And the reality is the more those checkouts get used, it shows that we can actually open up more registers, which actually gives us more hours.
0: Exactly. When it all
1: works out. So, And I, I, at first, thought maybe a lot of the elderly folks wouldn't be using them, but, man, they are quick to jump on that thing.
0: Yeah, they're up to date.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like it used to be. So, I don't know. I love it. Uh, here's another thing. Obviously, we've talked about inflation and all that. It's been pretty bad, pretty rough for Us retail rangers out there. Uh, This is another article from Progressive Grocer. um, Lynn Petrick. Or Petrack. (laughs) She's a a big fan of Gruyere. Uh, Anyways, discount and dollar stores continue to gain customers. I thought this was pretty neat. Um, A lot of consumers are flocking to discount and dollar stores as inflation hovers at high rates and as the overall economic outlook remains uncertain. Hmm. I guess that's kind of where I'm at with it. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. Um, We good? Yeah. Uh, The foot traffic analytics firm found that visits to discount and dollar stores are up 19.4% versus pre-pandemic January 2020. 19% traffic. Um, And I think it was, let me see, who was the retailers involved? Uh, Traffic's up 13.3% at Dollar Tree, 18% at Family Dollar. 4.4% 4.4% at Dollar General, and 22% at Five Below. When's the last time you've been to a Five Below?
0: I, I do not even know they were still around. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're still in town, but I mean, I don't really consider that a destination. No. It's always kind of like a gimmicky place, right? I thought. Yeah, Well, I thought too. Maybe they're selling ribeyes for five bucks. <laughs> Let's we might, go. We might have to check that out, dude. That's, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Uh, as far as the big box retailers, Walmart, um, their comp sales were up 8.3% in the fourth quarter. And the majority of it was based on strong food sales. And that's the thing. So in that article, I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty on it because I don't want to put people to sleep. But we've talked about it in the past. A lot of those big box stores that sell food and general merchandise, the profit is in the general merchandise side.
0: Yeah, not the grocery side. Right, so
1: their sales are up on the food side, but their profit margins have been slammed. So Mm -hmm. they're kind of looking at an uncertain uh, future too. And I think we saw an article... Uh, Yesterday, where Oregon, I think they're closing the last, Portland, Oregon, I believe was closing. I believe so. Walmart's not meeting financial expectations. I mean, it's real world out there. Like, They're actually there to provide services and all that, but they're there to make money. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be kind of a thin edge, I guess, going on. Uh, Target also beat their fourth quarter expectations, but they do remain cautious. Uh, They were up 2.8% last year. So, And Target's obviously not as big of a Supercenter style. There's not as many of those stores. I mean, they've got a lot more in them now. Like our Target here in town has dry and frozen and dairy, but they don't have like produce and meat and all right. that. So that's the advantage that Walmart has. And I would assume the big box um, or the warehouse stores are cranking it too. But a lot of them sell that high gross margin uh, general merchandise that's too true. that they're really counting on. I thought this was interesting. Um, CBS, and this is for our international listeners. The title is UK Shoppers Face Bare Shelves and Rationing in Grocery Stores Amid Produce Shortages. Uh oh. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Haley Ott wrote this for CBS News back in February 27th. Uh, Some major supermarket chains in the UK have capped the amount of fresh produce customers are permitted to buy due to supply shortages.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Popular items including tomatoes, peppers, lettuce, and raspberries have been limited to only two or three packages per person, as some chains um, have photo or at some chains, as photos of empty shelves flood social media platforms.
0: So how would you like to be the person that has to make signs? For I know. Each area limit two pounds per customer.
1: So the UK imports between 90 and 95, 90 and 95 percent of its produce during the winter months. I mean, that makes sense. Now, the majority of that's from Morocco and Spain, uh, but those countries have seen bad weather affecting crop yields. Ah. It's been snowing and hailing in Spain, and it was hailing in North Africa. I don't know the climate of North Africa, but...
0: I don't picture it being hailed upon. No,
1: but that's wiping out a large proportion of the crops, so Hmm. that's that's kind of a bad deal. Um, And then British farmers have actually struggled because of soaring energy costs over there as well, so... It's kind of a not good situation worldwide there. Uh, Here's the last little part here. So this was from CNBC, Tim Mulaney, um, February 26th. And this is kind of what we were talking about a little bit earlier. But the headline is, can't figure out this economy? Walmart and Home Depot are having trouble too. So those are obviously two two big guns Mm -hmm. in the retail industry. And the key points here, it's all I'm going to read. Uh, the The two top retailers issued cautious U.S. consumer outlooks for 2023. Walmart said consumer spending would start the year strong, but fade. Home Depot expects revenue to be flat this year, but bolstered by home equity. So, I mean, I think a lot of folks are staying in their houses. I think the housing market's kind of calmed down, so there'll probably be a lot more folks doing repairs and stuff. That's
0: very true. We're thinking of the same thing.
1: Correct. Doing home improvement stuff. Uh, the retail sector had its worst week since July 2022, and yet the latest inflation and in retail sales data show the consumer spending to be stronger than the economists had forecast. So, I don't know, it's it's kind of right on the edge. I guess we'll see the inflation numbers come out here in a, another week. Um, the consumer is resilient right now, said the research analyst. The consumer is still spending not as much as a year or two ago, but they haven't quite stopped. So we got to do our part to keep uh, keep it rolling, keep the economy going. How you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Give uh, me a debit card and I'll make <laughs> it happen. You'll make it
1: happen. <laughs> Why does Amazon keep stopping by every day? Uh, hey, hey, hey. Well, and that's one thing I'm glad the girls are producing their eggs. Oh, yeah.
0: It. They're rocking.
1: Yeah. They're doing really good. We're hoping to maybe do a little fence so they can get out and get around the yard more often.
0: Yeah, that'd be fun.
1: The other day, they were uh, going down the ditch, digging up mud, and uh, they were eating some worms. Getting some protein in there. So, anything they can do to help cut back on our feed expense would be good, too.
0: It's funny. They know where to look.
1: Yeah, that. man. Well, I guess they're low to the ground, so they can kind of see so <laughs> yeah. but Oh, yeah. I got a couple shopping lists that I'm going to read. We haven't done that in a while. I've got three good ones. Uh, this one is on a post-it note. Number one item on there. First item. Ready? Yep. Tums, oh, second item, beans, <laughs> third item, bacon bits, fourth item, tomato. Uh, so those three items right there will give you heartburn.
0: Yes, and a little gas on the side. Yeah, a little bit.
1: <laughs> uh, frozen green beans, and then chicken and potatoes. So, But Tums was like the biggest. Well, actually, Tums and beans were the two biggest words.
0: Well, they're getting ready. The Tums, they're getting ready proactive. for the beans.
1: Proactive, proactive. All right, this one was good. Uh Fish, ketchup, peanut butter, chocolate sauce, poof, pepper, <laughs> kid bean, stuffed peppers, Allegra, SIGs.
0: <laughs> stuffed peppers?
1: Yeah, but they also had pepper on there and maybe they wanted like black pepper. Maybe they're probably buying frozen peppers, frozen stuffed peppers.
0: I don't know. They sold those.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Stouffer's makes oh, those stuffed peppers. Oh, yeah, I don't peppers. shop yeah. in the frozen season. Oh, to <laughs> die. I make Be-be-be-be. my own things. When's the last time you made a stuffed pepper? I don't you really don't like them. It. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I love stuffed
0: peppers. I don't.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> okay. All
1: right. Uh, come to a screeching halt. All right. Uh, I'm going to save the top item on this one for last. Uh, lima beans, parentheses bag. Pinto beans. They need to hook up with the Tums guy. Uh, yogurt. Mixed veg dinner
0: <laughs>
1: and then the last one is a i think it's a protest end dust
0: oh two words
1: yes end space people D-O-S- still use that end dust yeah the spray yeah i guess you would think with all the what's that called Phthal- phthalates mm, there's a word remember that oh yeah um but that's a protest. that let's get behind it and, and dust. dust. Yeah. I wish, I wish we could. I know it'd be breathing a lot better. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's pretty much all I got. What you got?
0: No, I don't have anything.
1: Brody, you got anything? <whistles> nope? No. Oh, all right.
0: <laughs> all right, folks.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will catch you next week, uh, with episode 65 of the retail range nice. podcast. So we appreciate everybody's support and follow, uh, Follow us on the Insta. I'm going to start posting some pictures on there, too. That was more feedback I got, so I'll throw some more on there today.
0: Did you take a picture of the roast?
1: Dang it. I, I know I got a picture of the pizza. You made another awesome pizza. Yeah, that was a good pizza. All right. Pizza. I, I got to get better at the social media thing. If only I had a, I don't know, social media style daughter. Uh, Megan. Uh, How you doing, Meg? Just saying. Uh Plus, we need those Girl Scout cookies. Just saying. Oh, right. yeah, the Girl yeah. Scout cookies. She's, yeah, she's holding them over her head. Okay. All right. We'll catch you all on the flip side. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger.
0: You've been listening to Worker Retail Ranger.